Damn it, I did not get her this time. <laughs> Fuck. That's what happens when you give me a sunflower seed before we start. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, are we ready to learn about the Bible today? I am so ready for you to teach me all about the Bible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely me teaching you today because mm-hmm. I have to say it is incredibly spicy, this one. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. So, first off. Last time, Israel got fucked hard. This time, Judah is going to get similarly fucked. Uh, technically, the term is raw dog because YouTube allows that and allows us to be monetized using that word. So, Assyria is going to come out the gate really strong this week, and they are going to threaten Judah with doxing their home addresses. Then Judah got some really good Cush to help them brainstorm this situation. Isaiah didn't like that Cush uh, thing um, with the Judeans, so he casted a Fubar spell on their Cush stash as well as their dealers. We'll get to who they are here in a minute. Don't spoil shit. Sorry. I was just wondering who their dealers were. Isaiah then claims that their Kush dealers will be little bitches, and the Judeans will take over their Kush empire. They're going to move in? They're going to take over? I mean, so far, this isn't wrong. Their dealers, the Egyptians, which you would have found out just now. You should, spoilers. Seen, you should have seen the shitty look I just got. <laughs> I throw I throw major shade yeah. when spoilers are concerned. Sorry. The Egyptians uh, will cry little bitch tears for Yahweh and his gang, the Judeans. God told Isaiah that he needed him to strip naked for him and dance like one of his uh, exotic girls. Isaiah danced for three years, bringing in as many boys to the yard as he could. (laughs) Isaiah says that the Egyptian Cush dealers can't save Judea from his sick-ass twerking. Isaiah says God can make his ass stop twerking. Assyria is going to rhythmically be fucked really hard. God is going to do weird shit with some lions and eventually make the Assyrians vomit. Uh, Whatever he does to the lions, apparently, is really disgusting. God will just ignore Judea and all of this punishment shit. He'll just pass by them and just not even fuck with them. Because who wants to fuck with them right now? He's got lions to do weird shit to. That's the end of today's lesson. Don't fuck with God or he will do disgusting things to lions. Simba is scared for a good reason. <laughs> I feel like you really misunderstood our whole conversation in regards to the lions. <laughs> Apparently. Because if that's not a one for one, like a word, a word for word rendition of what we discussed, then it's definitely not definitely misunderstood one or two words. Right. Because what I said was he says some weird shit about lions Oh. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? doing? 
We should have done the peelings thing for Shannon. Oh, yeah. I know. She loves the Bible podcast. Apparently, that just makes my uh, content garbage. Garbage? So, the yes. peelings one? Mm-hmm. That's because it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, all of my corny openings, uh, if I would just remove them, then it would just be a little bit not garbage. Whatever. So many people love your What's Up Heathens, How Y'all Doing. That's like a you thing. Everybody. It's a trademark. It is. It mm-hmm. is. Anyways, so let's get to today's discussion. Yeah, let's. Um, you started out okay. All the stuff about Kush was pretty much right. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> meaning like, that's save, surprising. Save the drug dealing part and all of that. Whatever. But, you know. That just makes it interesting. Right. I mean, I guess that would have made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. So last week on the Bible, we had Israel falling, right? Mm-hmm. And so this week, we're going to start talking about what happens to Judah after Israel falls. Um, and just before we actually start reading, we're going to go, we're going to start with Isaiah 18. Um, but before we start that, I just want to give you a little bit of background on what's going on. So Assyria is threatening conquest of Judah, right? So they're kind of worried and they start looking for help from surrounding countries. Um, Judah's asking for help? Yeah. Judah needs help. They need Jesus. <laughs> Quite literally. But they're not looking for Jesus, right? They're looking for man-made help. They're looking for other countries, other military. Mm. They're looking for help to um, defend themselves against Assyria. You know, I know my Bible. Mm-hmm. This does not end well for the Judeans. I can just tell you right now. <laughs> When they start looking for outside help, when they start hiring mercenaries to do fucking God's job, God gets pissed. Yeah, so... It's a uh, lot like pissing off John Wick. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, that's true. So, some officials and people um, in Judah are urging an alliance with Egypt. And currently, Egypt is uh, ruled by the Cushites from Ethiopia. Boy, do they have some good stuff over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Can't say it on here, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So Egypt's military strength, which I think a lot of people already know from different stories in the Bible, Exodus and things like that. Their military strength kind of lies in their chariots and horses and their numbers, right? The the men, but their chariots and horses are a really big deal for Egypt. Um, And so... (laughs) That would be great, right? Except Isaiah knows that that Judah looking to military power like that versus what God has going for him. You know, they're not looking to God for defense, and that's a problem. So he's going to talk to them about that. Um, and he, he warns them. <laughs> talk. <laughs> he warns them about various things that are going to happen. Um, so... The whole Isaiah thing, let's just get something straight here up front, okay? Let's Mm -hmm. paint the picture up until this point. Okay. All right? So up until this point, this jackass Isaiah comes into town, and he starts bitching to everybody about how they're fucking shit up. Imagine a drunk guy in the middle of the street just yelling about how everybody's fucking up. God's going to come back and fuck y'all up. Ah, fuck all of y'all. And he's prophesying about all of these things, like the weird lions that come in and kill people and everything like that. Like, I don't know, he starts prophesying all of this shit. 
and then this chapter or these chapters happen. Mm-hmm. And I just want you I want you to get that visual right now because he's just a drunk guy in the alleyway that's yelling about all this stuff and it's not like none, none of this has actually happened yet, right? It's uh, uh, it's prophecy, it's judgment. Well, yeah, well, I mean, none of what I, we're going to talk about right now has happened yet, but other things that he's prophesied has already happened, like with Israel and things. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just prophecy. Like it was prophecy and then all of the prophecies came true. Well, I mean, I don't know if all of them came true, but some of the things that he had prophesied before, um, which again, we're reading the Bible out of biblical order. It's in chronological order um, for how they know the chronology mm-hmm. and they place the prophecies in where they would go and then show how they came true. So in Kings and Chronicles, you're going to get where those things are coming true mm-hmm. from Isaiah. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of how the story, the story kind of bounces around the Bible. Um, so yeah, I mean, his, some of his prophecies came true. Oh, okay. I, I guess I just don't remember the places where they're like, and all of Isaiah's prophecies came true. Well, or I mean, like, they don't say that. Right. That doesn't happen. Okay. Like, you're never going to get that. So it's just assumed that they're true? No. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we read the prophecies in Isaiah. Right. And then we go into, like, Kings and Chron- Second Kings and Chronicles, and that tells the story of what happens. Oh, So okay. you see the prophecies coming true in the other. Oh, okay. I, I get it now. In the other books. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I got it. All right. So Isaiah doesn't like this. And the first thing that he does, because they're looking at right now, they're talking about, you know, I, I already said they're kind of talking about um, an alliance with Egypt and the Cushites. And so Isaiah needs to judge them to basically dissuade Judea from uh, the Judeans from uh, aligning with them. Right. That judgy fuck. Yeah. Okay. So are we ready to start Isaiah 18? Yes. Okay. Woe to the land of whirring wings. Whirring. Whor- wait, whirring? Whirring. Whirring? Whirring. W-H-I-R-R-I-N-G. Whirring. Oh, whirring. Like a whirring. motor whirs. Mm-hmm. Whirring wings. Whirring wings. <laughs> Along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in papyrus boats over the water. You know, honestly, you're lucky that they can even remember the route. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go swift messengers to a people tall and smooth skinned to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech. Whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. And when a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of the harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey. 
and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer and the wild animals all winter. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty from a people tall and smooth skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech whose land is divided by rivers. Is the smooth skin thing like a, a demeaning thing to say, like, like a demeaning way to reference city folk? I don't think it's a demeaning way to uh, reference city folk. I think it does reference city folk. Okay. So I just, I feel, I f- because I feel like the, the people that work the land, the one the ones that work with their hands and everything like that. Those rough and wrinkled. R- rough, wrinkled, and then the smooth skins would be the, the ones like in the center of town that live on the fifth story of the high rise in Judea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, this these are the Cushites here. Oh, okay. This is a judgment against Kush, right? Right. So, so, so the ones in the high rises are actually the medical marijuana people. <laughs> Stop. Uh, the gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. Okay. And then he gives an oracle. And this is Isaiah 19. He gives an oracle uh, concerning Egypt. See, the Lord rides on a swift cloud, and it is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt within them. I will stir Egyptian against Egyptian. Brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master and a fierce king will rule over them declares the lord the lord almighty can you imagine god like riding in on like a surfboard cloud and it's and he's like he comes in like hey dudes and like all the egyptians just go fucking nuts and everything like that and they start doing all their shit (laughs) it's like oh shit you see that god's so cool yeah, well, here's here, they talk more about what's going to happen. Are you ready? Yeah. The waters of the river will dry up and the riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals will stink. The streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up. The reeds and rushes will wither. Also, the plants along the Nile at the mouth of the river. Every sown field along the Nile will become parched, will blow away and be no more. The fishermen will groan and lament. All who cast hooks into the Nile, those who throw nets on the water will pine away. Those who work with combined flax will despair. The weavers of fine linen will lose hope. The workers in cloth will be dejected and all the wage earners will be sick at heart. The officials of Zoan are nothing but fools. The wise counselors of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise men, a disciple of the ancient kings. Where are your wise men now? Let them sh- <laughs> Sounds like, where are you at now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> where are your wise men at now, motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let them show you and make known what the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. The officials of Zoan have become fools. The leaders of Memphis are deceived. The cornerstones of her peoples have led Egypt astray. The Lord has poured into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger. In all that she does, as a drunkard staggers around in his vomit, there is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm, branch, or reed. 
<laughs> and just imagine some fuck Israel Jacob, whoever you want to call him, just staggering around, <laughs> being like, "Oh, you fucking reeds!" Then he falls face first into those dry shit beds that apparently God made. <laughs> I mean, he just dried up the waterways. Okay, well, apparently they were layered with shit because they stunk. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did. They did stink. I mean, okay. come on. You ever been in the bayou? Sure, that shit stinks. I mean, I haven't, so I don't know. I'm fairly certain they do. Anyways, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So, um, now we're going to continue in Isaiah 19, but we're going to talk about how Judah is going to subjugate Egypt. Okay. Mm, With one of them BDSM masks. It doesn't actually say that. Hmm? In the day, the Egyptian, in that day. The Egyptians will be like women. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them. Some interesting. Wow. Glorifying women beaten? Damn, Bible. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, way to. To characterize them? Well, yeah, it's a weird way to set a scene. As the mighty Lord raises his the back of his hand against his bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where my money home. <laughs> You damn near hit me because I felt the breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Domestic abuse live on air. I mean, you didn't, but it was close. You just have a long wingspan. I do. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the City of Destruction. Now, depending on where you look this up, some manuscripts um, have destruction. Some manuscripts of the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and the Vulgate uh, call it the City of the Sun or Heliopolis. Okay, well, I know Heliopolis was an actual city, but I don't think any place was called the City of Destruction. Maybe well, Heliopolis definitely doesn't mean City of Destruction, but I no, guess... No, it means City of the Sun. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know why they... I don't know why they'd rename it to something dipshitty as City of Destruction. To make it sound scary as fuck. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt... And a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and defender, and he will rescue them. Oh, shit. Could that be Jesus? Jesus riding in on his own golden surfboard in the clouds? (laughs) I mean, I suppose it could. Um, The time that we're dealing with right here is uh, seven... Let's see, we're around, what are we around, like 711 or 714-ish, 712, 713. We're, we're somewhere between 714 and 711 BCE at this time. Um, and now Egypt is pretty much, pretty much exclusively Islam in Egypt. Although in, there, there, is, there are small pockets of Christianity and Judaism in, in Egypt. In 700 BC? No, now. Oh, now. Yes, now. Okay. Yeah, no, Islam didn't exist here. (laughs) No, no, no. Islam (laughs) didn't exist until much, much later than Christianity. 600 years. Yeah. After Christianity developed, Islam developed. 
So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague, and he will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. I'm 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 sorry. What? Did, did he just say that God is going to backhand them and then give them like an ice pack for the backhand? Yeah. How fucked up is that? It's like, clean yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a towel. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's how he shows them their, his power, right? He, he. Abusively? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I know I've been paying attention. I know I, I've I've been paying attention. Obviously, he he abusively oh, does it. One hundred and fifty three episodes of abuse. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, he does this through fear. He he brings something bad upon them. Right. In this case, it says he will bring them a plague, and then he will heal them to show his mercy. So the bad thing to make them know he's all power, you know, powerful. And they should fear him, but then also that they should still turn to him, even though they're afraid of him and probably want to run away mm-hmm. because he will also heal them. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. Okay. It's Let's, super fucked up. But I mean, that's how, that's how, uh, Abrahamic religions, that's what they're based around. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. In that day, Israel will be the third along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them saying, blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork and Israel, my inheritance. So he's talking here about a spiritual restoration of the entire region, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the year, now the, here, let's just place this in time right now. Uh, this is in time 711 BCE. Right. Okay. In the year that the supreme commander sent Sargon, king of Assyria, and sent by Sargon, king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it. That's how we know what year we're in. Okay. Because there's an actual historical event that happened here. Okay. That we know happened, which mm-hmm. is um, when Sargon, king of Assyria, went to Ashdod and it captured it. Okay. Okay. At that time, the Lord spoke through Isaiah, son of Amoz. He said to him, take off the sackcloth from your body and the sandals from your feet. And he did so, going around stripped and barefoot. So the drunk guy in the alley is now running around naked, giving prophecy. So it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I mean, I could just see it now. The drunk guy in the alley gets naked and is like, you know what? Y'all are still fucked out here, okay? <laughs> but it means more now because I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing the whole helicopter thing with his dick. No, so we're, we're getting too far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now Isaiah is naked, right? Then the Lord said, just as my servant Isaiah has gone stripped and barefoot for three years as a sign and portent against Egypt and Cush, so the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot the Egyptian captives and Cushite exiles, young and old, with buttocks bared to Egypt's shame. So, wait a second. There's going to be just like a whole bunch of fucking naked people? Yeah, a whole bunch of bare asses. A bare ass naked people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very bad 
situation to put a lot of people in. I mean, I don't know. I really like bare naked ladies. <laughs> Does that work on a couple of levels there, honey? Oh. <laughs> I was just talking about the band. <laughs> Those who trusted in Cush and boasted in Egypt will be afraid and put to shame. In that day, the people who live on the coast will say, See what has happened to those we relied on, those we fled to for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria. How then can we escape? Woe to the... Okay, so... so that's going to end chapter 20. Well, it's not the end of chapter 20, but it's all we're going to go over in Isaiah chapter 20. And it's going to skip forward to Isaiah chapter 30. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is kind of what's next in the story. Okay, so. Because remember, the Bible is not written in a chronological way. Or any kind of order that makes sense at no. all. <laughs> so, so right now, Isaiah's running around naked, right? And Egypt and Cush are being oppressed. Um, And so we know that Judah or uh, that Egypt can't save Judah. Okay. Because, you know, Judah was looking to Egypt for help Mm -hmm. against the Assyrians. But I mean, obviously Egypt is going to get fucked up and they can't help them. So woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit heaping sin upon sin who go down to Egypt without consulting me who look for help to Pharaoh Pharaoh's protection to Egypt's shade for refuge but Pharaoh's protection will be to your shame Egypt's shade will bring you disgrace though they have officials in Zoan and their envoys have arrived in Hanes everyone will be put to shame because of a people useless to them who bring neither help nor advantage but only shame and disgrace And then there's this very short oracle concerning the animals of the Negev for reasons I don't understand. Okay. (laughs) Through a land of hardship and distress, of lions and lionesses, of adders and darting snakes, the envoys carry their riches on donkeys' backs, their treasures on the humps of camels, to that unprofitable nation, to Egypt, whose help is utterly useless. Therefore, I call her Rahab the do-nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Rahab the do nothing. That's what we should call fucking Trump. <laughs> Yo there, Rahab. Can you tell us why this bullshit? <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't do nothing. He does shit that hurts people. Well, he does nothing on certain important shit. Oh, you mean like to Russia when they put bounties on our soldiers' heads? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, he's a Rahab then. Yep. He was a Rahab with uh, the COVID situation back at the very beginning of it. Well, I mean, except, you know, he did cut off some travel from China. That obviously fucking worked. <laughs> okay. So, let's continue with Isaiah 30. So... Judah actually they're they're really not pleased with the um, Isaiah's prophecy here that Egypt can help them Mm -hmm. Um, so they kind of reject them you ready Mm -hmm. go now write it on a tablet for them inscribe it on a scroll that for the days to come it may be an everlasting witness these are rebellious people deceitful children children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction they say to the seers see no more visions and to the prophets give us no more visions of what is right tell us pleasant things prophecy illusions leave this way get off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel 
so they don't want any more bad prophecies. <laughs> Could you please put on some clothes and quit yelling about how we're <laughs> fucked? <laughs> it is really getting late out here, and we would love to get some sleep. We've got shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. Because you have rejected this message, relied on oppression, and depended on deceit, this sin will become for you, like a high wall cracked and bulging that collapses suddenly in an instant. It will break in pieces like pottery, shattered so mercilessly that among its pieces not a fragment will be found, for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. So, he's mad now. <laughs> so that means he's mad yeah. he can't even scoop water out of a cistern i don't that's even how pissed off that's how pissed off he is <laughs> you, you imagine him going to like get some water out of a cistern and he's just like uh fuck <laughs> i'm so mad i can't even collect water <laughs> But he's not done talking. You ready? So oh, Isaiah, Isaiah is telling Judah what God is saying. So this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. I would just, I would just have to look at him and be like, seriously, man, I can't take you seriously while your dick is like staring directly at me <laughs> while you're talking about God. Could you like cover some <laughs> shit up there? In, I'm trying to read here, man. <laughs> In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we will flee on horses. Therefore, you will flee. You said we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will flee away. Till you are left like a flagstaff on a mountaintop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can just see fucking Isaiah standing there talking about flagstaffs while he's got a flagstaff going on as he's channeling God. <laughs> okay, sorry, it went to the next page. Like a flagstaff on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. Okay. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He wants, he wants to be good to you. He doesn't want to fuck you up. He wants to be good to you. Oh, my right? God. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Yes. <laughs> now clean yourself up. <laughs> Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is the God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. O people of Zion, who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. So, like, you're going to be pleading for his help, right? It's going to be so bad that you're going to have to plead for his help. But he'll fix it as soon as you do, right? Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Then you will defile your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold, and you will throw them away like the, a menstrual cloth. 
Throw them away like you shoved them at your cooter to stop the bleeding. <laughs> and say to them, away with you. Because <laughs> that's what I do every time. <laughs> he will also send you rain for the seed you sow on the ground, and the food that comes with the land will be rich and plentiful. In that day, your cattle will graze in broad meadows. The oxen and donkeys that work in the soil will eat fodder and mash, spread out with a fork and shovel. In that day of great slaughter... When the towers fall, streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days, when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds he inflicted. I mean, that this is really fucked up. You're going you're gonna to inflict wounds on them, mm-hmm. but then you're going to heal them heal with the them. bright shining light of seven suns. For seven days. <laughs> what, is this, what does that even fucking mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to shine a spotlight on you and heal you right the fuck up after I fuck you up, okay? Yeah, pretty much. It, it just sounds so fucking confusing. At that point, you're like, oh, I, I don't know. Should I be happy, yeah, sad, angry? I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. Okay, so... um, Now Isaiah is going to have a prophecy about Assyria... Um, so we'll move into that. You ready? Uh-huh. See, the name of the Lord comes from afar with burning anger and dense clouds of smoke. His lips are full of wrath and his tongue is a consuming fire. His breath is like a rush, rushing torrent rising up to the neck. He shakes the nations in the sieve of destruction. His place in the jaws of the peoples, a bit that leads them astray. And you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when the people go up with flutes to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. You know, I think God just got a hold of one of them 9-11, not not 9-11, but 9-1-1, like, hot wings. And, I mean, a tongue of fire. That's obviously some kind of jalapeno habanero sauce. (laughs) So when I was in college, there was a place um, near our campus. I can't remember what it was called, but they had a wing sauce called nuclear. And that shit was hot. Oh, yeah. God's just pissed off because he had some nuclear sauce. Mm -hmm. The Lord will cause men to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire with cloudburst, thunderstorm and hail. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria with his scepter. He will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the music of tambourines and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. (laughs) His punishing rod. (laughs) And he's going to do it rhythmically. Rhythmically. Can you you just see it? God dressed up in his gimp suit and then he puts on another one, bites the dust. (laughs) And you just get this one eyed look like, oh God, no. What's our safe word? (laughs) Could you imagine another one bites the dust with tambourines and harps? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) He turned on the tambourine version. (laughs) God has some weird fucking fetishes. (laughs) You know, I can't do this without my music. Topheth has long been prepared. It has made ready for it has been made ready for the king. Its fire pit has been made deep and wide. With an ab- 
That wasn't me. It was him. He's standing <laughs> over there laughing. Okay. I'm okay. going to try not to laugh. Okay. With an abundance of fire and wood, the breath of the Lord, like a stream of burning sulfur, sets it ablaze. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Yet he is too wise and can bring disaster. He does not take back his words. He will rise up against the house of the wicked, against those who help evildoers. But the Egyptians are men and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, he who helps will stumble. He who is helped will fall. Both will perish together. So this is back. This goes back to kind of what we were talking about at the very beginning. <laughs> they are looking to someone to help them militarily against Assyria to Egypt specifically. But Isaiah is saying no, because when you do that, Egypt's going to get fucked up. And you're going to get fucked up and you're both going to die together. Like you need to look to God, not to man. Right. Which, I mean, if they, if they had the scriptures or at least knowledge of like Joshua and the other like military leaders in their history, I mean, why wouldn't they trust God? Well, I mean, I think that's, I think that's God's point. Well, yeah, I know that's God's point, but I guess my point is is that it seems like the is the Israelites or the Judeans have just always been dipshits. Well, I think part of it is time passes and things don't necessarily happen and they lose through the generations, like they lose some of it because they're not doing the stuff they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're supposed to be reading through the entire um Pentateuch like every um, what is it every seven years or every every year they're supposed to read through all the laws or whatever mm-hmm. and they're not doing that so I think the people kind of they don't they forget like it's 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 lo- not that the not that the individuals who are alive the whole time forget the knowledge is lost between generations I think partially yeah I amongst see amongst the general people not amongst the Israelites entirely or the Judeans entirely just amongst the general public Right. Mm-hmm. That's at least that's how I, when I'm reading through this, that's how I see it. Okay. Okay. This is what the Lord says to me about Assyria. Okay. As a lion growls, a great lion over his prey, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against him, he is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamor. So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion, and on its heights, like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and rescue it. Return to him. You have so greatly revolted against, O Israelites, for in that day every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold in your sinful that your sinful hands have made. Assyria will fall by a sword that is not man. A sword not of mortals will devour them. They will flee before the sword. I feel like the sword here is God. Uh, <clears throat> not 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 God as a whole, but a specific part of God. Yes, honey, we know what part you're thinking about. Got it. Hey, I'm not the one thinking it. They're the one writing it. And their young men will be put to forced labor. (laughs) Their stronghold will fall because of terror. 
At sight of the battle standard, their commanders will panic, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion, whose furnace is in Jerusalem. And that's all we're going to talk about today. Ooh. Okay. So they're all going to bitch out right at the, right, right as the shit gets hot, huh? What? I mean, all? Who all? Um, whoever was fighting right there at the end. Oh, Okay. I mean, the <clears throat> Assyrians. The Assyrians. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I meant all of the Assyrians. I mean, they're going to get fucked up. Yeah, they're going to get fucked up, and they're going to yeah. bitch out. So next time we're going to talk about, we're going to go back into um, some ki- some Second Kings, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, a little bit of Isaiah, some Second Chronicles, more Second Kings. We've got we've got more story, and we're going to talk about the last years of Hezekiah's reign. Oh, all right, he's he's going down. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Hezekiah, and it's going to be uh, it's kind of an interesting story um, with Hezekiah. Um, I wonder if if his, if Heezy over there is kind of like an really old age. Um, who's the the rapper guy that's got the big clock? Oh, um, fuck! You asked me too fast because I can see his face. <laughs> he uh, had a show. Um, he had a he had a dating show. Yeah. Damn it! Look it up. I can't remember. Flava Flav. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I feel like Heezy at this point is kind of it kind of looks like Flavor Flav. It was Flavor of Love was that show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um we're going to talk about Hezekiah and we're going to get quite a bit into Hezekiah a little bit about his life. He's got a, he, they're going to have a Thanksgiving kind of deal. Um and then they're going to have some envoys come in from Babylon. Um let's see. Uh and it's kind of a test. So we're going to see what happens with that, that envoy that comes in, right? And again, it's the end of, it's the last days of Hezekiah, the last years of his reign. So you know what that means. Mm-hmm. When he, when a king dies, his reign's over. Oh, I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just mean his reign's over because he dies. Right. Not because he chooses it to be and then he dies later. Right. So we're going to have we're going to have the death of Hezekiah too. Right? Right. So that's what we're going to go over next time on the Bible. Okay. All okay. awesome. We're going to go over Hezekiah's end. Are you going to have Flavor Flav on the on the, on, on, the, ne- on the next week? Yes, not this week, but the next week. <laughs> it's definitely going to be Flavor Flav. Okay. Because uh, he's definitely representative of the Heezy uh, that's in the Bible right now. But anyways, so I hope that you heathens enjoyed this episode. Uh, tune in next week for Flavor Flav. And I guess uh, we'll be seeing you heathens later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.